welcome to episode 20 of the Journey to Bravery podcast. My name is Alicia Gregg and I'm your host. The goal of this podcast is to help encourage and challenge you to be a brave mom in the world that can be quite scary because our children are watching how we navigate through life and how we use our faith. Whether we shrink back in fear or we step forward in bravery and trust God. But sometimes that's not easy to do. It really is a journey, a journey of growing and developing and building our bravery. So welcome to the journey, Mama. Last week, we started a new series titled Generational Sins. And we talked about how these sins are handed down through the generations, through learned behaviors, through inherited mindsets, and even sometimes through pain that goes unhealed and is then inflicted onto others because hurting people hurt people. And so the sin cycle continues. Your Brave Mom challenge was to spend some time with your Heavenly Father and ask Him to reveal and help you come to terms with the generational sins in your family line that have affected you. Deuteronomy 24.16 points out that even though this may be the case, that some of these sins are generationally handed down, each of us is held accountable for the sins we commit. Because through Jesus, we have the choice and the ability to overcome them. And this is what we are talking about today. The topic title is The Overcomer. Let me start by reading to you Romans chapter 5, verses 15 through 18. And this sums up so beautifully the cause and effect of when sin comes onto the scene and what God has done to save us from it. So starting in verse 5, it says, But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man named Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God. And even though we are guilty of many sins, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is the wonderful grace of God and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Last verse, verse 18. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed, many became sinners. But because one person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Last week, I shared a personal story with you that I was the victim of sexual abuse starting from age five, and that most of my life, I lived broken by that sin. And as a result, I lived a life opposed to God because of that sin. The abuse had shaped me into something that I was never meant to be, 
And as long as I remained unhealed, unsaved by Jesus, I was held captive to my own pain and held captive to a life of sin, not just committing it, but also continuously just being hurt by it. Now, this is where the good news comes in for all of us. Are you ready? Jesus Christ, he breaks the, the cycle of generational sin. We no longer have to be bound by sin because of what he did for us on the cross. Putting the effects of sin to death by rising on the third day and offering us eternal life, something he accomplished and gives freely to us who believe. But here's the difficult part. This is where I got stuck and believe uh, where many others do too. Because of my past, I blamed my sins on the people who hurt me. I was stuck in this victim mentality and I felt like I had every right to do that. But in fact, it was only keeping me from true freedom in Christ because it was keeping me from repentance. And scripture says that we must turn away from our sin and repent so we can be washed clean and live a new life. But when we allow that sin to linger in our lives or, or let it go unaddressed by not repenting or changing our behaviors, the effects lead to a life chained down by sin. I had to really step up and take accountability for the choices that I made despite the abuse that I had experienced. In Acts chapter 17, verse 30, it says, The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. So in my rebellious years, he had grace for my ignorance because I didn't know him. But once I knew the truth of what he did, it was then up to me to respond with repentance and to change my life. Proverbs 28, 13 says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. There was mercy waiting for me, but I wasn't ever going to experience that as long as I shoved my pain deep down and, and the sin deep down and just refused to acknowledge it. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, this is one of my absolute favorite scriptures. It says, For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. I was carrying such a great weight of grief and sorrow, and it was ruling my life even though I denied that it was. This was worldly grief that was leading me to eternal death, a grief that was keeping me held down by my lying to myself and just by the shame and the blame. But as soon as God changed my understanding and my pain, my sorrow became remorseful as he broke down my pride that was being fueled by my pain. And my grief now led me to repentance, which led me to the incredible gift of salvation in Christ. It changed my heart. It changed my life and it broke 
the chains of generational sin in my family. So what happens when we truly repent? We experience the cross of Christ, the grace of God, and the sacrifice of a perfect spotless lamb slain for our inequities. And when the heart really, really gets that, it is never the same again. And it starts with repentance, mamas. In Galatians chapter 3, it says, When Jesus was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse I deserved. The curse we deserved, instead of me being cursed by my own sin for the sins of Adam that have been handed down through generations, he became the curse and suffered the wrath that humanity deserved. And because he was raised from death, the punishment for sin was finished in Christ. Generational sins cannot be broken without Jesus Christ. So mama, here is the Brave Mom Challenge for you. It's to examine your heart for unrepentant places. I don't know where you are on your walk, Mama, but if you have never truly turned from your sin and received this incredible gift of salvation through Christ, today is the perfect day for it. In the privacy of your own heart, ask God to fill you with godly sorrow for your sins because without that we don't really understand our true need for a savior and we don't want to just say a sinner's prayer but we want it to strike our hearts then repent turn away from your sin by living a life that pleases god and ask jesus to be the ruler of your heart and your life so you can do that and if this is something that you've already done it is still biblical for us to continue in repentance, not because our salvation is in jeopardy, but for sanctification to be shaped and pruned into a new creation in Christ. Psalms 139, 23 through 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So this week, mamas, examine your hearts. Mama, I really want to thank you for listening. I know how valuable and limited your time is. And it is my heart to give you something worth listening to, something that is necessary for this walk, but also filled with hope, encouragement, and a little challenge. So thank you for listening, and I hope you'll check back next Monday for part three of this series. Until then, be brave.